0: Welcome to the Value Investor TV podcast. This is the podcast that helps you grow your wealth and become financially independent. My name is Beko and my partner, Hari. Hello. All right. We are continuing our discussion uh, of what this new presidency, new government, American government, would mean for you as an investor. And especially as it relates to a lot of the trade tension that's been uh, going around in the past four years with the Trump administration and how that's going to change or not change under a new administration. So we'll talk about that in this episode. Before we start, Hari, can you start us, start us off with a disclaimer?
1: Yeah, this is the Value Investor TV podcast. We're a podcast that helps you understand the concepts behind value investing. We are not uh, financial advisors. We don't know your specific financial situation, so please consult with the appropriate advisor before making any uh financial decisions.
0: Excellent. All right. So, we talked a lot about um various industries in the last episode, right? We talked about banking sector, oil and gas, tech, healthcare, tax, taxation, stimulus, lockdown. Uh and we ended the last podcast with uh with trade conflicts. Yep. That the trade that, that the trade, uh, Trump administration has been waging for the past four years, and how that is going to change under a new, a new administration, uh, and so in this episode we'll specifically talk about uh, what this uh, what the relationship would look like between U.S. and China, U.S. and the Middle East, U.S. and our North American partners, Mexico and Canada, and then lastly Europe and or uh, U.S. and and Europe. So we'll go down in that order. So U.S. and China, what will happen there obviously has been very heated for the past four years. years. Um, What's going to happen there, do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think, um, you know, under the Trump administration, Trump has been kind of one of the few presidents that has called or you know, world leaders that have kind of called China out on their, you know, on their shenanigans, you know, and, you know, we have seen in, in under the, you know, under the last four years, you know, China has kind of taken over Hong Kong, has kind of shifted, uh, you know, has become, you know, tried to consolidate power under Xi, um, you know, so there, there's been a big shift, right, in the kind of the China, um, uh, mentality right that they've and and they've kind of put their their uh tentacles into lots of different places in Africa you know they have their strip mining in mexico i mean they're do they're all over the place, right uh and you know Trump was kind of the only person that was kind of saying like, look, they're manipulating their currency, they're doing all of these things to kind of keep themselves out of the spotlight or, 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 you know, or, you know, to benefit them at the cost of other people. You know, and if you, you know, are kind of paying attention, you know, they they have not had anybody really call them out since the 70s, right? When Nixon kind of normalized relations with China, um, you know, China kind of abandoned their you know, socialist economy and, you know, replaced it with a capitalist economy and since has been kind of, but but they don't, you know, they don't maintain the freedom that, you know, we we see in the US, right? And so eventually that's going to catch up to them. Their economy will not be able to grow if they continue to try and control, have state control over everything. Um, And now I think under a Biden administration, I think a lot of those policies are going to be... Reversed, Right. You, we're going to see uh, tariffs and things like that, you know, potentially go away, you know, in the in the name of, you know, quote unquote, better relations with China. Right. Now, if that I don't think that that's actually in the best interest of the United States. Right. Because. I mean, if you have a moral compass, you should care about the fact that, you know, China has no you know, has a terrible human rights record and, you know, and it is coming at the cost of, you know, of getting things for cheap. Right. Um, but I, I don't know that, uh, you know, that the under the Obama administration, it was very much a, uh, you know, we turned a blind eye to, to, to what China is doing on a lot of different levels on trade and, and other things. So, um,
0: yeah i think one one thing that i would like to uh, certainly credit um trump for doing is kind of change in tone as as we talk about china i think some of the stuff that he unearthed uh things like uh you know very lopsided trade policies uh trade uh, imbalances um very much protectionist policy when it comes to companies trying to operate out of china but then you know, over here, that's not the same. Sort of, you know, imbalance, you know, unbalanced playing field, and whatnot. Then, of course, not to mention all the human rights abuses and, and whatnot. So, I think the the tone of uh, you know tone of our discussion, political discussions around China, I think has changed uh, for the better, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but of course, there's some downsides to that, of course. And. I I just I wonder how that will change under Biden administration. Some pundits are saying that he is even more going to be um, strong headed towards China than Biden. And some are saying, no, he's going to revert back to the Obama the good old days. Um, And I'm not quite sure uh, how that will shake out there.
1: Yeah, I I don't know either. I think we'll have to see. You know, it's yeah. going to be interesting to see because if if you are, you know, there are quite a few stocks that are in, you know, Chinese companies that are traded in the U.S. Right. And I think, you know, z- you know, the Chinese government is also trying to wrest more control of those of those, you know, state owned businesses. So, um, yeah. So trade may be one only one factor in what we're seeing.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Let's move on to the next uh, segment. Here is the Middle East. Uh, we talked about this before the podcast, but you know, take it away, Hari. What do you think will happen here in the Middle East?
1: Yeah, so it, it's you know, I think one of the things that is uh, you know, I think the media has done a terrible disservice to um, to Trump is you know, I, I, they they have kind of normalized relations between many countries in the Middle East, right? And so Israel um, has kind of been you know, the pariah in the Middle East. Um, and now we are seeing that places like UAE has signed an, a, a peace agreement. Um, you know, the Abraham Accords is what they're calling it. Um, so the UAE has signed an agreement with uh, Israel. Um, Bahrain is, is signed on to that. Um, and it's kind of the framework agreement that would allow for other countries to join, you know, the biggest of which, you know, Saudi Arabia, um sudan and the idea here is that you know so i mean sudan was labeled a terrorist country for the longest time Um, sudan is you know supposed to pay back uh you know a a debt to the united states and in doing so we would provide them you know with uh, funding and other things to kind of help them develop quickly so what this means is that you know you have a country like israel you know very small place um you're opening this up to trade you know and allowing it you know uh, um places in the middle east to grow tremendously um and and that growth could have a huge impact on making m- many more people available to you know uh the, you know what we would consider the middle class here um and that that means that they're buying goods that the US is making they're making you know you know doing lots of things Uh, that are beneficial to you you know u.s companies um you know so it's hard for me to tell if that is going to be in jeopardy i don't think it would be uh under a, a biden administration i think you know the the terrible there i mean obama did some fairly terrible things with the middle east balance of power including you know shipping you know cash to iran you know and um what these abraham accords are are kind of doing is making a shift the balance of power in that it's essentially this abraham accords group versus the iran palestinian you know kind of group right trying to create a a a different balance of power and this this would allow a tremendous economic growth in the uae israel and other countries that sign up so from a uh, u.s standpoint i think this is going to be a big boon because now there's a lot more trade that can happen with a lot of countries that were previously kind of closed off right in the world
0: yeah so you know it's, it's a classic opportunity for uh for the ascendance of people into the middle class in these countries where uh, whereas in the past they they just didn't have the opportunity to do so and that allows for the opportunity for american companies and companies more globally to service that population as they are increasing their consumption. Right. So, so that's something to, to watch out for. I imagine some, some industries, some specific industries and, and segments will and perhaps if this segment become big enough, they'll you know probably mention Middle East strategy, just like how people talk about China strategy. Yep. You know, the Southeast Asia strategy, Middle East strategy could be, could be one of the things that uh, people uh, actually report on. Uh, so that could be really exciting third one uh usmca are northern and southern neighbors here in north america do you think thing do you think anything will change there in the new administration
1: i don't i don't have much insight into that i don't think that much would change there because you know that was an agreement that was replacing nafta um, which nafta was in and of itself somewhat lopsided um and you know so i i think it's a better agreement you know overall um and i don't know that uh you know, it's going to change that much, you know, under a new administration.
0: Yeah. Okay. I don't have anything else to add to that one. Uh, let's move on to the last segment, which is Europe. Our friends over in Europe. What will happen to their trade relation, trade relation uh, with U.S. and Europe? There.
1: Yeah. So I mean, Trump kind of took the same track that he did with China, with our uh, neighbors in the uh, across the pond. Right. And kind of made a, you know, essentially said like, look, as NATO countries, you're not spending an appropriate amount of money to, uh, you know, on, on military and, you know, things like that. So I, I think the, the risk that comes from this is that a lot of that was being enforced through trade uh, and tariffs and things like that. Now, if that, were to happen, you know, if those things were kind of reversed, right, it is a, you know, we go back into the, uh, you know, trade that is favorable back to the EU more so than it is to the US, right? So we're, you know, it's just more of a shift of the balance of, you know, of, of power in that, in that, you know, segment. So now how much will that actually change? I, I don't know, right? I, it's, it's hard for me to tell. I, I think the, you know, right now, the EU is going to have to climb out of the coronavirus, you know, mess, right? And it may take them a very long time to do that, right? Those countries are shutting down much harder than the U.S. is. Um, stimulus is going to be much more difficult for them to accomplish. Um, and I, I think that, you know, what we are seeing right now is we have not even seen the the full consequences of coronavirus lockdowns and shutting down the economy and stuff like that. You know, it's not a light switch. You can't just turn it off and turn it back on. Um, you know, and we're going to see, I think, um, you know, a worse recession in the EU for the next, you know, five years uh, because they they were already on the brink even when things were doing well, right? Uh, heavily indebted, uh, you know, very, very much um, expensive, you know, social programs and things like that that were limiting GDP growth. So it's going to be interesting to see if, you know, if there are countries in the EU that go bankrupt and things like that as a result of lockdowns and, you know, things like that. So I I don't know, you know, I don't have the foresight, you know, to look into that, you know, crystal ball, but I think the usual sectors that are, are successful right now, like tech will continue to be successful. And then the more hard asset kind of businesses are going to be, that are EU based are going to get, are going to suffer more.
0: Yeah. Just to harp on that point about, um, uh, about debt and GDP growth in Europe. Um, I think it's going to be something that's going to be, um, it's going to be something that you, we all have to watch out for. I mean, this could be, as you said, Hari, right. Uh, companies are, sorry, countries like France or Italy or Spain, um, uh, you know, they were they were eking out a very anemic growth even before coronavirus. And now. And on top of that, obviously, coronavirus lockdown and economic sort of downward pressure on the economy. But also on top of that, you got massive social programs and massive additional debt that they laid on because of the coronavirus with with all these stimulus packages. So um, it's going to be I just feel like it's going to be a long, sagging decline for a long time.
1: Yeah and and you know if they are not able to um quickly recover, you know, I I think it's it's going to be one of those things that uh it's going to take a, a very long time for them to get back to normal, you know, just e- economically.
0: Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Uh so uh you know, trade relations with U.S. and um, various parties, China, Middle East, uh, U.S. and Can- or Mexico and Canada, and now Europe. Um, obviously, this is a kind of a turbulent time for the country, and I think uh, for the world with coronavirus and and um, and whatnot. So, um, it's something that you know we all should watch out for uh, as an investor in the market. Um, you know, look for opportunities that that you might find in small pockets. Um. And just be aware of what's uh, what's coming down the pipeline in terms of uh, regulations, and, and you know, keep your keep your finger on the pulse of uh, of, of how this administration will uh, will will shape kind of the geopolitical and, and uh, trade relationships with uh, various parties across the world. So, and obviously, that's going to have outsized impact on how companies perform across the board. Yep. Awesome well uh i hope you guys enjoy this podcast uh any last words Hari
1: yeah I, i'm uh you know i, I think we' have uh, been telling you guys this for a long time but we have a uh, um, a uh, slack channel um, that uh you know if you are interested in joining our you know community uh email us at info at valueinvestor.org. Um, if you have any questions or, you know, comments, uh, please same email info at valueinvestor.org. We're happy to answer your questions about value investing or, uh, take criticism on the, the podcast or, you know, uh, whatever you'd like to talk, talk about, we're, we're happy to do that. And, uh, you know, the other thing is if you, uh, you know, if you were watching us on, um, you know, on YouTube, you know, leave a comment, um, subscribe to our channel. Um, you know, we try and, uh, you know, put out, uh, you know, episode every week, you know, sometimes we don't hit that, you know, but, um, we'd love for you to, you know, you know, follow us on this journey. I mean, we've, we've done this now for a couple of years and, you know, it's been a lot of fun and we want to keep it, keep it going. So, you know, please leave us a comment in the, in, on YouTube, you know, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. Uh, we'd really appreciate it.
0: Excellent. All right. Awesome. Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks. All right. Bye.